The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey Murph, what color is your tie? What color do you think it is? Gold. Is it? Blue? No, it's blue. Gold. Blue? Enough. Relax. What difference is it? Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Man, it's time to sound off. I'm going to try to do it. Try to get through it. Yeah, Deep try breath, to get drink it. the water. How, how about the roller coaster we've been on this past month as, as observers and especially you out there as fans? Hawkeye Cyclone fans just just taking on a, a like a, the tornado at Adventureland. Up and down, up and up down. Up and Panther down. fans are kind of just yeah. riding that wave. I think they feel pretty good right now. They, they finally know what it's like to lose again. but Hasn't happened in a while. It was at Wichita away. State. Yeah. Uh, WHOTV.com Sports, a sound-off survey. Which team will have the most memorable march? The Hawkeyes, the Cyclones, or the Panthers? You can make a case for each right now, can't you? I think you can. Sure. Hot topic number is 515-282-9010. Who is most ready for a memorable march and why? Of course, it'll end up being about matchups, but right now, who do you think is Finding the right pace. Iowa, Iowa State, or Northern Iowa? Sports is the ultimate reality show, but unlike the inevitable backstabbing on Real Housewives of Waukee, we don't know what will happen next. And when we think we do, we're humbled. Last week, sound off inboxes overflowed with Cyclone fans outraged that we even dared question this team's ability to win on the road. Losing at Hilton, that wasn't even a thought. Twice this week, the Cyclones self-destructed. The meltdown in Manhattan was a clinic in bad decisions. It was the opposite of what you want as the calendar flips to March. There will be no Big 12 title, but the rest remains out there for ISU. Something's missing. It's between the ears. It's leadership. It's chemistry. But if anyone can get the Cyclones back on task, it's Fred Hoiberg. He is as good as advertised. Two weeks ago, Hawkeye fans told us they were done. Home loss to Minnesota, road loss at Northwestern. Enough. Seen this movie before. Four straight wins later, this team looks ready for a run. Aaron White goes from disappearing to statue outside Carver Hawkeye Arena. That would be the first statue of a guy at the free throw line. But those points (laughs) count too. And that steel to seal, thing of beauty. The Panthers lost by 14, and they're still our state's most consistent team. They play hard, and they play smart. Wichita State rattled you and I, but that atmosphere would have tested any team not named Kentucky. The loss ended Northern Iowa's winning streak and will drop the Panthers out of the top 10. But it was fun while it lasted. Props to Ben Jacobson. When he's not rescuing snowbound strangers, he's making basketball a blast. 
Jacobson loves winning streaks, unprecedented rankings, and media attention. He embraces it, it all, which is just what you should do. It's fun to win. Just ask Todd Licklider. Licklider is a nice man who made millions to not coach Iowa. Now he's not coaching Marion either. Marion is at a university in addition to being John Wayne's real first name. Licklider resigned after his team lost its final six games. Did you catch Illinois' John Gross <laughs> at Iowa? This guy makes McCaffrey look like Licklider. I couldn't take my eyes off Gross. I thought he might spontaneously combust. The Cleveland Browns unveiled a new look. That's, That's it? it. Yep. Maybe you need to see the old one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Way to shake it up, Browns. Gives me an idea for the sound off logo. What if we did this? Mm. Maybe too much change at once. John, what do you think? I too love much. it. I love the change. Love it. Keith, it's crazy how one week can change everything. I think the Hawkeyes are definitely in the NCAA tournament. 19 wins with at least three to play. This team has its flaws, but it's playing solid basketball at just the right time. Not always perfect or pretty, but they are winning. And you have to give a ton of credit to Aaron White. The senior has been really, really good during this four-game winning streak. White is averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds the last four games. That's exactly what you want out of your senior leader down the stretch. I said last week White is not a superstar, but he's a player every coach would love to have. Crazy to think White will likely leave Iowa as the Hawkeyes' second all-time leading scorer and a top-five rebounder. I don't think it's time to panic for Iowa State, but it is cause for concern. This team is trending the wrong way at the wrong time. We've been using the word potential all year. Iowa State has it. We all know it. It's time to turn that potential into production or else the season will end very quickly. Northern Iowa is good. Despite losing to Wichita State, I still think the Panthers are going to be very dangerous in March. Fun to watch, all about the team mentality. And the cool thing is, there are points in games when every Panther on the floor is an Iowan. Tuttle, Washpun, Bohannon, Buss, Lowhouse, Morgan, all Iowans. That is a really good point and an overlooked one. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Let's we take... can ball here in Iowa. Yeah, you darn right we can, John. TJ is in Ankeny. He'll start us off here on Sound Off. Uh, TJ, worried at all about the Cyclones? Uh, no. No, I'm not actually. Uh, they've had some ups and downs, but... I think the Cyclones are the only team that really, uh, they really play together. And I think that's been what's been uh, thrown off a little bit with uh, uh, the big star from uh, UNLV that came in. I don't think he's seen players as much as the rest of them, but I think Fred Lundberg will get them together. And you said they've had potential all year. Well, they've had more than potential. They beat Kansas. Um, it's not like they've been... Uh, TJ, you know, I, th I think the word potential, uh, another way I'm of talking saying final it, four potential. would be ceiling. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh -huh. this, this team uh, has, has had the potential for greatness, at times has looked like that, and, can, and certainly can still get there. I think you have to remember back to last year, John, um, there was a loss to Baylor in Kansas State the first week of March. Yeah. There were Cyclone yeah. concerns right here on Sound Off. Fans were concerned, yeah. went down, uh, won the Big 12 tournament, got on a roll, and may have been an injury away from uh, going to the Final Four. So it's, it's way too soon to reach any conclusions. But as you said, this isn't the way 
you want to finish a game like Iowa State finished in Manhattan. And, and I think we need to see something here these final two games of the regular season. You don't want to go into the Big 12 tournament limping into that tournament. We need to see something tomorrow night at o against Oklahoma. We need to see a bounce back. We need to see some energy, some cohesion with this team. And then at TCU, I think they'll win that game. But we need to see something these final two games. Uh, Jamil McKay has emerged and been everything anybody thought oh, he could be and, more and perhaps that. more. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have seen a couple of glimpses of bad body language from players not playing as much as they might like for the Cyclones. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Becky and Bondurant. Hey, I'm just thinking these Iowa State guys aren't the smartest. <laughs> because, I mean, against Baylor, that Rico Gathers was sitting on the bench and they were all still sagging in as if he was in there and they made like seven three-pointers, Baylor did. It's like, why are you sagging in when Rico's gathers is sitting on the bench? Did not anybody notice that? That's a good point. It's Coach Becky right there. Yeah, I, the thing with that Baylor game is, look, sometimes teams just get really hot. What Baylor hit six, seven threes in a row in that right. second half. I mean, they they could not they could have launched from half court at Hilton and started hitting those threes. Some of that had to do with Iowa State's defense. Defense was not great. And Baylor's good. Baylor's very good. Baylor's I, underrated. And I, that was that is something Iowa State needs to make maybe some better adjustments on defense when teams start getting hot from behind the three point line. Where are the Hawkeye callers? Two eight two ninety ten. Cyclones filling up the phone lines here. Dodger Denny in Fort Dodge. Dodger Denny, what's up? Hey, not too much. What do you think? I'm, uh, I'm, you know, two games. It's hard to, you know, get psyched up, but they're tired. They're going to be ready for tomorrow night, and I got confidence in them. They're still going to go. Thank you, Dodger Denny. We're going to go. We're going to go to lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice not only directs the show, he judges lookalikes. Uh, the Iceman, Matt Thomas. Looks like Sam Yeager from NBC's Parenthood, according to John in Beaverdale. Old Spice? That's a good show, Parenthood. It's a very good show. It's, and I can it's see, done. I can see the resemblance. I think it's the smile. They both have that perfect kind of white teeth smile there. I can see it. Yeah, John, you sound like you have a crush. Uh, George <laughs> Niang looks like Tim Duncan, according to Doug and Ankeny. Old Spice? Yeah, I don't see that. Don't see that one. Tim Duncan looks more like Royce White. He's got a little Royce in him, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was one story that bugged me more than any other last week, and it probably bugged you too for the right reasons. I'll explain next. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Andrew comments on the Hawkeyes win over Penn State, winning in overtime on the road against one of the worst Big Ten teams, all while having an overall terrible team effort. Iowa showed the type of desire and toughness at the end of the game that an NCAA tournament team has. It's one thing to lose when the other team can't miss Baylor, but it's way worse when you hand the other team the game like Iowa State did. How they respond on Big Monday versus Oklahoma will be very telling. That from Bennett. Yeah, boy, quick turnaround, too. Yeah. Here in Iowa, we're lucky to have hundreds, maybe thousands of coaches who realize there are more important things than winning, or in some cases, losing. It's time to find out what's bugging Andy. Guys, this week, two girls basketball teams in Tennessee reminded us of just how far we're willing to go to win. 
It wasn't really a surprise, just a sobering reminder of what we've reduced ourselves to. You probably heard about it. Smyrna and Riverdale high schools were both already headed to the playoffs, but the winner of their game would have to face the number one overall seed, while the loser was placed in the other side of the bracket. So at the same time, both teams were trying to lose the game. Well, that's supposed to be shocking enough right there. We're supposed to say, they tried to lose the game, and that should be enough to send everyone screaming for the exits. But, of course, it's not, because we've probably heard something like this before, and because we probably could even envision making our own argument in support of a stunt like this. Well, it's, it's, it's not really cheating. It's only cheating if you're doing it to win. We could probably take it even further. We'd call it something like uh, gamesmanship and argue that this is a meaningless game and that the payoff of a deep run in the postseason tournament would far overshadow this harmless white lie of losing on purpose. Man, we are so good at putting a spin on, on our unhealthy obsession with sports that it's practically become a sport in itself. Well, let's get something straight. These girls looked ridiculous in that basketball game, and they probably felt ridiculous, but it's not their fault. This is just the latest headline in an ongoing story of adults ruining sports for kids. These coaches made the decision to throw this game, and in doing so, they made a mockery of any positive lessons that they might have taught their kids in the past. We saw much the same earlier this month when the Jackie Robinson West team was stripped of its national championship after it was revealed that some of the players were ineligible. It wasn't the kids who falsified the boundaries of their little league, it was the greedy adults who were living through them. Adults living through kids, that's the root of the problem right there. Sure, we want the best for our kids, but we always manage to hijack that noble pursuit and take it somewhere sinister. We want the best for our kids, so we're willing to spend a fortune on fancy uniforms and AAU tournaments. We want the best for our kids, so we're willing to stand up for them on the field. We want the best for our kids, so we're willing to stand up for them off of the field. We want the best for our kids, so we're willing to turn a blind eye to the fact that we know darn well that in the long run, the spoils of victory are almost never worth half as much as the lessons learned in losing. Well, both girls' basketball teams got kicked out of the playoffs, and predictably, many parents have since cried foul that this isn't fair to the kids who were only doing what they were told. But since this act was perpetrated by coaches and parents living through their kids, the only just and effective punishment is to penalize the kids. We adults are fond of promoting youth sports as more than just fun and exercise. They're also learning opportunities, right? Well, here's hoping that there was a lesson learned in Tennessee, one for the adults. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Well done, Andy. Uh, we know our governor has rocked a stash for decades, but who from sports leads the way? Who's in your five and more live calls we have heard from the Hawkeye fans? It's coming up next. You can always join the conversation on Twitter, at SoundOff13Josh tweets, lost to two good teams. I'm leading toward bump in the road, but on the edge of concern. Talking about the Cyclones.
Jaden says, good wake-up call. Two losses, one to a good team and one to a surging team. Hopefully they see where improvements are needed. We asked Hawkeye fans, is the four-game win streak a product of competition or the team starting to gel? Adam tweets, combo of both. The team is starting to gel, but still have shooting woes. Harder competition could have resulted in losses. Brett says, I think the competition was about the same this time last year, so by default, I would say the team is gelling. Who's in your five sports mustaches, as suggested by the great Bryce Miller and voted on by you on Facebook's Sound Off Nation? Number five. These Whoa. are your choices. Look at that. Mike Evans, Hawkeye wrestler. Former Iowa Cub Rod Beck, who lived beyond the <laughs> Principal Park outfield wall in an RV. Number three, appropriately, Dale Earnhardt Sr., the legend. Number two, Raleigh Fingers. There's mm. a Hall of Fame mustache. But number one, Ed Polak. Oh. Look at that stash on his football card, John. It's like John. a squirrel under his nose. <laughs> that is a thing of beauty. Goodness. All right, Jack in Ankeny, Hawkeye basketball, four-game winning streak. Are you impressed? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. You bet. And yes, I am super impressed with the Hawkeyes. I realize the competition isn't what Iowa State's playing or what you and I played on Saturday. But all I'm saying is Iowa is young at the right time, only lost one game this month. Going into March, hopefully they can grab a seventh seed. And, you know, they could be making a push at the Sweet 16. They've beaten Maryland to potentially a three seed. And I'm just liking how they're playing. And I think they have the best shot of all the three teams in Iowa to make the Sweet 16. Interesting. All right, thank Bold you, Bold take there, yeah. Yep, like that call, yeah, though. He has supported his points. Marvin agrees with Jack. Marvin, you think the Hawkeyes go deeper than the Panthers or the Cyclones here in March? Well, I, I certainly hope they do. I, I'm not sure if uh, the Cyclones, if they hit it right, you know, would go deeper. But uh, I think March is definitely more meaningful for the Hawkeyes, you know, having been at the tournament in a long time. And, you know, it helps their uh, football program, too, so that uh, when parents unveil a new conservative game plan, he'll, you know, take the attention away. <laughs> all right, always Marvin. looking at the positive, yeah, right? Always, it all comes back to football. Look at the positive. It, it does uh, – seem like the Hawkeyes they have to get get some more out of Adam Woodbury or do you just do you go to Gabe Olashaney more or at this point in his career do you just know once in a while Woodbury's going to going to be good and some games he's just going to all but disappear I think you know what you're going to get out of Woodbury the rest of the season some games he's going to put up 12 points eight rebounds the other game he's going to put up two points and two rebounds it just but it, Fran has to know the time to switch to Ola Shaney and stick with Gabe. That's the key, sticking with the hot guy. Randy is in Urbandale. Randy, one of the things uh, that's gone well for the Hawks is Josh Oglesby is finally shooting uh, the way fans always hoped he would. Yes, he is. And um, I'm just kind of curious. Um, if they go kind of one-on-one one for the last two games, uh, Indiana and Northwestern, and maybe win one more game, do you – would you would you want them to be a seven and ten seed, or seven or ten seed? I guess. Yes, uh, I believe I think I'd rather be the seven or the ten, even if it's the ten over the eight nine, because there's not a whole lot of difference between a seven seed and a ten seed in my mind in the NCAA tournament. So you're going to be playing a team that's pretty comparable to yourself. Whereas, say you pull that upset, 
Then you're taking on, what is it, the, the three seed after that? Uh, seven, ten, three, I think it is. Uh, you're not taking on the one, and there's always the chance that with the one you get Kentucky, and no one wants to face Kentucky in the second round. So I want the seven or the ten if I'm the Hawkeyes. The Barnstormers returned, and it did not go well. Mm. Face off next. One correction, the seven seed will play the two seed. Seven plays the Got two. Got mixed up with all the numbers. Seven will play the two. Get it two. right, Sears. Get it right. I know. Bring it. You can always email soundoff at whotv.com. Hey, Iowa State, what the crap was that? The end of the game yesterday looked like my 82-year-old great uncle trying to gum down a big hunk of steak at Sizzler when I was a kid. Jeez. Shane in Marshalltown. That sounds great. Disgusting. I sure hope Hoiberg and the guys are not watching any social media posts. Just like many fans, I am not pleased with this season, with the lack of execution, toughness, and not meeting potential. However, these Facebook comments are ridiculous. Social media sites in general are where logic and rationale go to die. That's from Daniel. Yeah, that's good. Time for more hot topics. We call it Face Off. Murph, hope you weren't late to the Ronda Rousey fight. 14 seconds and Kat Zingano was out. That cat had one life that lasted 14 seconds. I wish Ray Rice had taken an elevator ride with Ronda Rousey. Wow, that was quick. Ooh. LeBron James has the Cavs rolling, yet he's not really in the conversation for MVP. Should he be? Absolutely. Look, every year LeBron James is in his prime, he is the MVP. Derrick Rose won one year so he could punish James for the tone-deaf decision. And Kevin Durant won last year so he could hear his great speech. But LeBron remains the greatest player on the planet. It's not close, even when missing free throws today. Got a fight today with James Harden. Got kicked right in the junk. And LeBron is also a protective parent. He tells coaches and scouts to leave his sixth grade son alone. There's already viral videos of his son playing basketball online. Yeah, LeBron's right. Let kids be kids, or at least let them be kids until high school and coaches teach them how to try to purposely lose a game so they can have a better seating in the state tournament. <laughs> Happy 86th birthday to Hawkeye legend Hayden Fry, arguably the most recognizable Hawkeye sports figure ever. What a guy. Uh, losing Johnny Orr reminds us these icons don't live forever. So every birthday we get to celebrate, we should. The Barnstormers could not have had a much worse start. That was a dud. 31-point loss to the mighty Cedar Rapids Titans. Two things helped, John. Many people didn't realize the season started, and the game was away. The Stormers dropped down from AFL to IFL in part to win more. Man, they better start soon, or they're going to be playing in front of no one. I don't think they come home till April. I think the first four games are on the road. Which win some games crazy. before yeah. then. The month of February is gone, and we didn't have a chance to say goodbye. Good riddance, February. You suck. Overrated, underrated, overrated bananas. They, you know, I like them, but they go bad. They get brown, mushy, quick. Underrated grapefruit. Winter season no. is excellent for grapefruit. I could eat grapefruit every day if possible. Look at that thing. That's just oh, looks incredible. Right Gra- there, grapefruit's grapefruit. kind of a kind of a pain. I, I think it's it's difficult to cut it right. But once if you cut a grapefruit perfectly and put the right amount of sugar on top of it, it is. Incredible. So let me get this straight. You had all week to think of something you find overrated and underrated, and you came up with bananas and grapefruit. I was eating a grapefruit and just thought, this is incredible. This has to be part of Sound Off. All right, no time for 60 seconds Sound Off, but a chance for Cheezer to say hello as is custom. Cheezer? Hey, Keith. 
Cheese, how are you feeling, bud? I, I, I've felt better, Cheezer, but uh, thank you for asking. Yeah, because I have a big heart, don't I? You have, you have a big heart. I, you do. Thank you, Cheezer. Does any, have you ever heard anybody question the size of Cheezer's heart? Well, it's big. It's a big heart. The guy's like the, he's like the end of Dr. Seuss when the Grinch's heart grows. All right, that's going to do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We'll leave you with the Sound Off send-off. Des Moines Christian and Indianola celebrating trips to the girls' state basketball tournament, which starts tomorrow morning. Good luck to all the teams, and good night.